0: And you're back with the Spice Cast. I'm your host today, Ben Job. and we have a uh, some some distant relatives. I'm not. I am not sure how you guys are related to me at all. You're like uh, vague, vague third cousins of of my of mine or something. I'm not quite sure. But uh, but uh, esteemed author from Huntsville, Alabama, Laura Carter, and uh, my my good buddy, my cousin. I'd say, I guess third removed or something. Evan Carter in the <laughs> studio today. Um Laura's going to talk to us about uh, her book The Elect. Uh, when did that come out?
1: Hey, um thanks for having me. It came out in July of this year. Um so it's pretty pretty new.
0: Very cool. And uh this is kind of a uh I guess sci-fi political. I guess, I guess less sci-fi and more like near future kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so it's Sort of a dystopian retelling of David and Goliath. This is sort of the first part uh, of the story, uh, and I'm working on the sequel right now, but um, it's near-future um, light sci-fi.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you focus a lot—I I, I really like uh, books that focus a lot on the uh, setting. Is it mostly—is it a pretty personal, like, interpersonal kind of story, or is it a lot about the broader kind of strokes, or—
1: um, well, so it centers around a 17-year-old um, named August who kind of wake- awakens from uh, basically a lifetime of being a child soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ends up mixed up in this rebellion movement that's going on inside of his country. Uh, and he doesn't really know exactly where he lays uh, inside of that rebellion. And so the the story for him is is. It's very personal it's first person, so you kind of get an an insight into his head um but it's I really enjoy writing scenery, so a lot mm-hmm. goes into the imagery in the book um i I would say that probably writing dialogue is one of my harder parts, but I love to write about the way things look or or how yeah. somebody behaves
0: so would would you say like the setting for this book came first, or did you have an idea about? the what you wanted the characters to do first? Would
1: you um so I know it's going to sound really cheesy but the idea actually came to me in a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was That
0: is not cheesy at all though cuz there's so many musicians come in here and they're like, "Well, this morning <laughs> I woke up and I just wrote this." <laughs> song. I was like,
1: "That's very gratifying <laughs> to hear. I'll tell you that." Um but yeah, it just came, like the a scene that is now sort of in the middle of the book came to me one night I was probably like 2000 and 11 or 2012 Mm -hmm. or something i just woke up and i just wrote down everything i could remember and then from like there for the next several months it was just hashing out details and writing this story um and and really the person the person and the events that take place in that one particular scene are what started the whole thing
0: Mm -hmm. so and that's it's kind of interesting because i think uh People get people in music a lot of times get that too, where it's like I've got the hook for the major middle mm-hmm. part of the song, yeah, and then you have to figure out how you're how you're yeah, getting there. How do you there. bridge
1: forward and backwards exactly? Did
0: you have an idea for your like main character from that immediately, or did you have to like fill him out a lot or her? Uh,
1: so a lot of people, I guess, like like you have the J.K. Rowling's who map out like the entire story before it's yeah. even like pen to paper. For me, I'm more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of writer. (laughs) So I just, really, I just let the characters take me where they want me to go uh, and and see what what comes of it.
0: Very cool. And uh, you said this is kind of aimed for, like, a teenage audience, but you have a lot of uh, adult readers that get into this. Was that, like, a conscious choice, or did it just lend itself to that kind of age group, or?
1: I think it's more the trend in literature right now, or Mm -hmm. if you could call this literature. um, It's... uh, you see a lot of young adult crossover books that um that adults like just as much as teenagers and i teach high school so my my you know, week is filled with 150 <laughs> teenagers I see on a rotating basis. And so that's really, I mean, a lot of inspiration just comes from them, from from talking with them and, and the thoughts that they have and, you know, watching them try to figure out their place in the world as well.
0: Yeah. And I was going to ask you, if you, do you have any like students in particular that inspired certain characters or is it just kind of an amalgamation or?
1: Yeah, it's sort of a blending. Uh, August is kind of a, creature all to himself um, and they're it's hard not to take inspiration from my students because teenagers they're very <laughs> frustrating but they're awesome at the same time and they're really funny and so I incorporate little quirks and uh, attributes that I can when I can
0: yeah and you guys are both high school teachers which seem like you're the most some of the most brave people
1: <laughs> it's oh, <thank> well <laughs> yeah it's it's a different world but you know what my kids are have always been pretty awesome you know there's always a couple of stinkers but you know if it <laughs> for all the work that you put into it if if the kids didn't make it worth it there you wouldn't have you wouldn't have mm-hmm. teachers
0: so uh, you said this this came to you many years ago how many years like uh time total do you think you put into just this book
1: so started writing it i think about 2012. Um, and it, you know, <laughs> beginning author move, you, you write the first draft and you check for spelling errors and you're like, oh, I'm done. And, uh, quickly realized that it was not in fact finished. And it took about another two or three years to really get down the drafts. So I went through, uh, changed the tense and changed the, the, uh, the point of view a couple of times and, oh yeah. uh, really got it finalized probably, The like late two thousand fourteen, and then sent out for publishers and agents.
0: So I assume you had to like uh, bounce this off people. Was it? Was there like certain people you're like I'm gonna give this to them first? So they're.
1: My poor husband. <laughs> he heard every every draft, probably, that came through and was very helpful. He's actually who the book is dedicated to because of that. Oh, that's um, awesome. There he...
0: for the entire creation. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, he, he watched it be birthed into its little book existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I
2: saw how much hard work went into it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the hours. So what kind of... Uh, uh, outside of out of outside of family and stuff, what kind of person do you look for into someone like what who gives you really valuable feedback or what kind of feedback is really valuable in writing?
1: Teenagers are pretty brutally honest when yeah, they there you wanna go. be. Um <laughs> I haven't I've I've had a few students read the book, um, and a lot of them are curious, but I teach A P and so their time is spent reading for homework. They they right. really don't <laughs> want to read anything for pleasure right now, especially not if it's coming for me. But um, uh family and friends and uh if you can find beta readers and critique partners Mm -hmm. um and a lot of those you can find through social media just through networking um as much as uh it pains me to do so sometimes we were talking about twitter earlier and it's kind of a a beast all on itself but um oh definitely but, yeah, the, there are people out there who, especially now that I have a, a publisher and, you know, we've got, like, a, a Facebook page, and we definitely bounce ideas off of one another when we can.
0: Well, very cool. And uh, you can find The Elect. Uh, this I, Do you know how many... Parts are going to be in the series, or is it just going to go as of go right as it now, goes? I
1: think just two. I think uh-huh. just the first and second books, but uh, I'm writing the second one right now, and if it doesn't get finished, if the story doesn't finish, I guess by the time I'm done writing the second right. one, then I guess there will be a third. Like I said, <laughs> fly by the seat of my pants here.
0: <laughs> well, very cool. And you can pick that up on Amazon, iTunes, and all those internets and uh, for real bookstores like, uh, what is it, Barnes and & Noble's and stuff yeah, like Barnes
1: that? Yeah, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, Kobu, and Smashwords as well.
0: Very cool. Yeah, they're so, they're always growing. They're always inventing a new mm-hmm. social media for me to not understand. <laughs> I
1: don't understand it either. I just I just get the links and just hope maybe maybe somebody'll know about it.
0: Right, know how this operates. But uh, very cool. We'll be back with Laura Carter, uh, author of The Elect, in just a minute. Thanks for listening to Spice Radio. We are Cahaba and you're listening to Spice Radio. have a podcast a vlog or a website devoted to haikus about people at walmart well if you do spice radio wants you drop us a line at spice radio huntsville at gmail.com or get with us on the facebook now get out there sparky this is spice radio all right, you're back with the Spice Cast. I'm Ben Jobe, and we have Miss Laura Carter, author of *The Elect*. If you guys are just joining us, um, I wanted to talk about like the the size of this work. And uh, you said it's what 200? How many pages?
1: About 210, I guess. Through I guess Kindle digital. Yeah. Um, pages
0: have you ever like was this the first work of this size that you had written and oh, put absolutely. together I,
1: I i feel like it's my accidental book like I never <laughs> i did not wake up uh intending necessarily to write a novel but and when inspiration strikes i mean just like you say with music you just kind of have to, right. to see where it takes you and hopefully it's somewhere good um, were you
0: expecting it like when you had the idea were you expecting a short story or were you like this is probably gonna be a novel
1: I you know, once the story started playing out in my head, I I figured it was probably going to be a novel. Um, and it ended up about 74,000 words, which man. Has a lot of words. But not say, as many I can't as some fathom books. Writing that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I've written uh, I think college probably got me up to like the 15, 20 something <laughs> page mark and that was like the farthest my brain is probably mm-hmm. ever going to go with with writing. Sure. Uh yeah, I was I was gonna ask you about like building your world and and uh, kind of fleshing out this. Did that did that take a long time to develop? Or,
1: yeah, that's probably the hardest part for me is the world building aspect. Um, figuring out what this environment looks like, uh, what the people are like, what what the scenery is, and I took a lot of inspiration actually from like the Baltic states in Europe yeah. uh, under the Soviet bloc, um, You know, Latvia and. Uh, estonia those nations and just like the 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 evergreen forest and just the the mountains and it just really kind of struck me as like the perfect place for this
0: mm-hmm. like a geographical setting yeah sort exactly of. exactly did you go through any others before you kind of landed on that was no it like...
1: that was really kind of the first place that I, I felt like august belonged was mm-hmm. it was in that type of setting
0: oh very cool uh, and uh, Evan, Evan's been here supporting you through all this creation, and I wanted to ask you, Evan, about like what it's like being around an author when they, <laughs> when they create a, a mammoth kind of work like this. Oh
2: well, it's it's great to kind of see it in, in the process. Um, we kind of talk about. I try to play. I try to play music, and she she does everything. Um, but <laughs> art arts a really jealous mistress So when when she was really in the throes of, of putting in time to write for this she would just uh she'd turn on the laptop and just go to it for you know right hours at a time and and we're, we're both kind of introverts and we've been uh we are you know happily married and so she'd say i'm gonna write now and i'd say rock on i'll, I'll go play some music or something yeah so I'd, I'd crank up my gear and put on my headphones and
1: we were kind of just happy as clams
0: oh yeah yeah when you both got art to work on, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, we divide and conquer in that aspect. We have a two-year-old now, though, so uh-huh. uh, it's a little bit even more divided. Um, well, I
0: was gonna ask you, like, how has that changed? Um, how you do your writing, and like, is it just more planning now, or what?
1: It has definitely affected writing, uh, working full-time as well. But mm-hmm. you know, having a, a toddler running around the house. Um, <laughs> Breaking Re- things that you didn't know could be broken. <laughs>
0: exploring parts that you didn't know were there.
1: Yes. Um concentration. <laughs> boundless oh, no fun. Doubt. Um but he's it's really <laughs> if I write it's gonna be after he goes to bed, which yeah. um is about eight o'clock and at that point I'm usually pretty tired. But thankfully I got most of the writing and editing done before he even was born, uh, and then when he was a newborn, you know, newborns are they're they're needy, but they're kind of like potatoes. You just put them in right. one place, just and they just out. stay there. Um, right, they're not gonna run around. Exactly, and they're not gonna <laughs> spill milk on my computer or anything.
0: <laughs> Sounds like there might have been a story there.
1: <laughs> no, well, not yet. Not wood.
0: <laughs> Very cool. And uh, you were talking about editing and uh, the editor process and all that. Is that does that take a long time? How, was that a what percentage would you say of the book was that?
1: Um, it was. It was a lengthy process, uh, in that once I signed with my publisher, there were about four rounds of editing that came through, and and different editors would look for different things. Um, uh, and it was, it really wasn't honestly too bad. It was, it was more of a a time commitment than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much of the story changed at all. Just a couple of plot holes might have gotten tightened up or or closed.
0: Yeah, that's that would be my super big worry i'd be like i've wrote, i've written a 200 page book wait i forgot about this whole part of it or something <laughs> exactly and that's
1: Evan was really good in in pointing out where there might need to be some some adjustments made to the plot if if something just wasn't believable and of course there's going to be a suspension of reality with a book like this anyways yeah um but but you i mean as an author especially if, for me i'm i'm a very i don't want to say insecure but i'm just uh, sensitive, maybe, when it comes mm-hmm. to people reading my book. Um, it's just... It makes me feel very vulnerable, and so oh, yeah. I want it to be as, as good and polished as possible uh, before I just fling it out into the world. And, oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and let... You know, potentially thousands of eyes fall on it.
0: It's got to be hard to like push the final button on that too, and just be like, okay, I guess it's done. Like even though I've yeah. been working on it for years and years, mm-hmm. was that like a tough moment just to be like, is this really? Is this really
1: yeah. it? I actually, so I sent the final round of edits to my publisher, and then I went back through and I found a couple more things, and so I sent a second final round. <laughs> I was oh, like, yes. I'm really sorry, but uh, I need I need to add these these changes in too. But she was really nice about it.
0: Any anybody who's done a project on a computer knows the the final file that uh, there's like four of them, and you've saved is like oh this is the final oh wait no
1: Yep. <laughs> the elect part two the elect three they elect four
0: copy of the elect four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask you um, in future works, are you looking to keep expanding off this same like uh, universe? Are you thinking about other books? N- already or are you just focused on this uh kind of sequel coming up or
1: yeah um sort of both i want to definitely finish up this sequel um but i've also got a another storyline idea floating around that's more contemporary uh it's not science fiction it's just sort of a a contemporary novel just set in alabama but it's also a young adult Mm -hmm. book um but it'll be totally different Uh, My husband is much more excited about that one than he is the Elect. I I love the
2: Elect, but I just the characters that you've got going in 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 that second story that you're working on are just so relatable that they're really really likable, and your writing style is quirky and fun. It's like the Elect is uh, like action, um, direct and serious, and then the other one is like playful. uh, More not that there's not some playful moments in the Elect, but. You know what I'm saying. I do, I do. The tone do know is a little say. different yeah. kind of yeah,
1: it is a different tone. Um, but
2: it just shows that you can you've you've got both sides to the of the field. You've really you're you're it shows that you're versatile.
1: Well, hopefully, <laughs> if I can <laughs> ever finish them, we will see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, in this this uh, second book that you're working on, do you feel like this is coming together? Like, do you, do you see the forecast of when it'll be done a lot clearer this time, or have you like learned from writing your first one how long it's gonna like take to produce or um, any insight on it?
1: You know, it's I know where the the direction that I want the story to go in, uh-huh. um, and you know, have a general idea of how it's going to end. Um, especially, I mean, if you know the story of David and Goliath, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, that's um, it's going to take a, a little bit longer, I think, to write this one just because of the time commitment. You know, when I wrote the mm-hmm. first one, I w- was working part-time, uh, and no kid. Um, right. So, so life has taken me down this road and as fun as it is, it is a time consuming road. Um, but I, I really, I just need, more motivation i need i need to kick myself in the (laughs) the pants a couple of times
0: well guys pick up the book uh the elect on amazon or itunes and uh give laura some motivation (laughs) give her some (laughs) feedback i tell people a lot of times it's like getting feedback from people is a really hard thing to do and you don't i didn't expect that like starting making podcasts just i was like i'll take bad feedback i'll take any feedback i don't care if you want to like tell me i'm terrible i just want to know something and it's like uh, reaching out for feedback is is kind of a, a big deal to me, and uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, that vulnerability with, yeah. with writing a book is is where that comes in, but um, really just. Any any kind of support is is awesome, and I really thank you for for letting me come in and talk about it.
0: Oh, of course, and uh, I'm hoping to get more writers and uh, help help my tiny brain figure out how writing works and stuff because I'm so far from it. Like I can't do poetry, I can't write, <laughs> I can't write lyrics. So I'm I'm just like amazed by all of it. But uh, before you go, I wanted to ask a little bit about uh, people getting started in writing. Like, do you have any tips or like? places to start for people that might be interested in writing novels and stuff?
1: Um, you know, quite frankly, Twitter, as weird as it sounds, mm-hmm. is a really great resource uh, for networking, but there's all kinds of hashtags that float out there uh, for literary agents and what, what they're looking for. And then publication tips and uh, reading blogs that people have written on, mm-hmm. on writing, you know, authors. And that was sort of really where I, got my biggest help from uh, was going in and and reading like success stories. Like how did you, how did you get your book published? Uh, And so I actually have my success story. If you, if, you know, air quotes there uh, on, on my website uh, and how, how my book did get published. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was probably the biggest help for me was, was networking through social media. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I tell a lot of people and, the The art is part of it, but there's so much. There's so many other things that go into um, selling your artwork and spreading it and stuff. There's so much marketing. And all sorts of things that you don't even think about when you're just an artist yeah. or a writer or any of that. There's there's so many aspects to the the whole industry that you don't know until you've been exactly. <laughs> go knee deep in it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the artist downfall is having this dream that you know once you hit that finalize button. It, oh yeah, it's everybody's gonna... gonna be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, <laughs> and then you know four people see it and right. And marketing is definitely definitely the hardest part for mm-hmm. me.
0: Well, check, uh, Laura Carter's stuff out. You can actually find her, uh, I guess you got your bio and some blog stuff on laurawcarter.com?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you can find The Elect on Amazon, iTunes, and, uh, digital bookstores. And, uh, I guess, is it, is it running, uh, print as well?
1: Not yet. Have to, um, the, the publisher is an indie publisher, so Mm -hmm. you have to hit a certain sales point before they do print. Very
0: cool. We'll grab it on iTunes and Amazon and, uh. Give, give Laura some feedback and check out The Elect. Uh, thanks again for coming in, you guys, and talking to me. It's been great to see you again, well, really. Thanks,
1: thanks <laughs> for having us. Yeah, it's been great.
0: All right, well, stay tuned to the Spice Guest and Spice Radio for more local content from the Tennessee Valley, and have a great night from Spice Radio. This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash Spice Huntsville or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSB. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.